Hello, this is Mike Carey, and this is Ear to the Ground podcast. I just want to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year uh, to all of our podcast listeners out there. We have a special guest today, Catherine Combs. She is the former choir director at Fountain Lake School District, where I teach. Uh, her husband is Patrick, who is the uh, band director there. Now, Catherine's been fighting a battle against cancer for some time now. Um, now, Catherine, when you go to the doctor's office and the doctor comes out and mentions the word cancer, this is some type of news that you can never, never prepare yourself for, even if you know it might be a possibility. Um, and this is one of the reasons I wanted you to come out and tell your story today is because it seems like everyone nowadays has some friend, some family member, some coworker, some neighbor that's affected by this terrible disease. And so I just pray that uh, through your story today that the listeners of this podcast will uh, be blessed by your words and your story and that you can give them some hope and uh, love and faith uh, to carry them through whatever hard times they're going through at this time. So I'm just going to go ahead and turn this over to you and let you tell us how this all began. All right. Um, first of all, thank you for letting me tell my story. Um, my name is Catherine Combs. Um, I am uh, six feet tall. I'm an adoptive mom. I have uh, five kids uh, that my husband and I adopted. And um, my husband and I are high school sweethearts. And um, I've had a, a pretty great life. Uh, but i uh, for most of 2021 and the early months of 2022, I began noticing really weird symptoms. Um, I knew that there was something very, very wrong, uh, especially when my symptoms just began multiplying and I was feeling worse and worse. But um, I am a very shy person and I tend to like apologize uh, for everything that I do. So when I would go to the doctor, I would, you know, list my symptoms and then you know, explain it away with, uh, uh, like I'm being dramatic or I'm sure I'm fine or I eat too much, that kind of thing. Um, so I didn't give doctors a chance to really look any farther. Anyway, so, um, March of 2022, our family uh, went on vacation to Branson, Missouri for spring break. I spent the entire first night there vomiting. Uh, my husband, Patrick, took me to the local walk-in clinic the next morning, and um, they sent us over to the hospital to do a CT scan. Um, after all that, our little crew went to, the, to dinner at Guy Fieri's famous kitchen restaurant. And it was there while we were getting seated that I got the phone call from the hospital. Um, they told me that I had a lot of tumors that were, um, they were sure were, tum uh, were cancerous. And um, they told me that we needed to go back to Hot Springs immediately. And so we left the next morning. Um, and... We spent several weeks um, doing scans, blood panels. I had a port put in, um, and we didn't really get any answers except that we knew it was very advanced cancer. We went to several local oncologists, but because the tumor was so big, um, it was difficult to 
figure out where it had began. And so finally, um, one of the oncologists called and said, you need to just go to MD Anderson, uh, which is in Houston. And that's what we did. I, um, I was getting to feeling so poorly and, and I was just so sick. We went to MD Anderson in, in Houston, which is um, one of the best uh, cancer hospitals in America. And um, they were immediately able to identify um, this rare cancer called gastrointestinal stromal tumor. Um, and I was diagnosed with just stage four. It's a rare cancer that doesn't typically invade organs, but if discovered too late, like mine, uh, it fills the entire stomach cavity and pushes all the organs into a tiny space. Like for me, all of my organs were pushed up like against my back um, because the gist had taken over everything else. Um, I had one very large tumor, several small tumors, and a lot of cancerous fluid. Uh, if you were to see me at that time, I looked that I I looked like I was nine months pregnant with triplets. Uh, just typically affects sixty-year-old uh, males, but I was carrying this like murderous beach ball in my belly at thirty-four, and of course. Uh, I had a rare form of the rare cancer. Only 10% of just patients have the PDGFRA muta mutation. And guess what? I was in that 10%. So after getting this diagnosis, um, we went back to Hot Springs. And our village of family and friends um, all over Arkansas, um, all over America, and, and even in several countries, um, our, our village made our nightmare just a little less scary. They sent us messages of hope and love. Um, and a friend even named my tumor Reggie, hashtag ev uh, evict Reggie, to make me laugh. Um, but our village prayed for strength and for a miracle because that was the only way that I would survive. Uh, on June 2022, I was admitted to the critical care unit here in Hot Springs, because my hemoglobin was really low, my entire body was swollen. I couldn't eat or walk. Um, I was on a ventilator to continue breathing. I, uh, In the hospital, I wasn't able to lay on the bed, um, so I just sat in a hospital chair uh, for a very long time, uh, and I was unable to move, and I was often unconscious. Um, and this is because my liver and kidneys were shutting down. And uh, I know um, I wasn't aware of it, but I was dying. Uh, the nurses and doctors tried to uh, get my husband to take me home and be on hospice, but uh, he refused. Uh, we, we did plan my cremation and memorial in that hospital. Um, and I said goodbye to my kids and... Um, I'm, you know, made them promise to do good. And I told my parents that I loved them, but, um, Patrick wasn't letting that be the end. Uh, he never left my side. He refused to take me home, at, uh, for hospice. And I, w in the few times that I would wake up, I would hear him praying and, um, one of the only things I really strongly remember is Patrick leaning down and being really firm and saying, 
I cannot keep fighting by myself. I will fight to keep you alive, but, but you've got to do this too. We can beat this, but you have to fight too. And I guess our God agreed. I was dying, but the night passed and the day passed and, and I stayed in the hospital a week more and, um, and it was a struggle, but I survived, and eventually they were able to get me on a, a med flight to MD Anderson. And um, I was in the hospital for several months uh, to heal my liver and kidneys and, and everything else that was wrong. But with prayer and um, my amazing doctors and nurses and Patrick, I began to heal. And the doctors promised at least another year that I could live, um, despite this gigantic tumor that had taken over. And uh, so from like middle of September 2022 until May um, 2023, um, I did my best to live a life with a stage four tumor. And um, I every day I was surrounded in prayers and thankful to be alive. Um, uh, but, you know, in the back of my mind, I kind of had a timer ticking down, thinking they said a year, you know, eventually all of this is going to end. But God knew better. My story took a huge turn on Sunday, June 4th. Uh, towards the end of our outdoor worship service, our church family gathered around me, laid hands and prayed for healing. Um, Luke eighteen twenty seven says, what is impossible with man is possible with God. And after that service, Patrick and I drove to MD Anderson. Um, CT scans had sh were showing that my cancer had grown a little, and um, I was really discouraged. My oncologist said that my, um, my avocate, which is kind of like a chemo pill, um, seemed to not be very effective and um, kind of felt like things weren't going well. But the next day, after we left MD Anderson, I got a cell phone call uh, from Dr. Roland, uh, who the previous year said that I would die if she tried surgery. But um, in that, that summer of 2023, Dr. Roland called and told me that surgery was finally possible, that although the tumor had grown, um, she thought that I could survive surgery. And I, I started crying and hung up the phone and, and ran to Patrick and started yelling that I actually might get to live. Um, it was a really great moment. And sure enough, two months later, on Monday, August 22nd, 2023, at the very ugly hour of five o'clock in the morning, the impossible happened. Reggie was finally evicted. The 18-inch tumor was removed, along with several small cancerous cells and fluid, um, while moving my organs back into their correct places. Uh, my surgical team uh, made a split decision um, and removed my inflamed appendix, and it turns out that the my appendix was forming a new kind of cancer, so they actually removed two types of cancers. Um, and the few, the first few weeks, I'm sure you can imagine the first few weeks of recovery were awful. They were so bad. Um, I was 
just miserable and in so much pain. But um, now we're, what, four or five months out from surgery, and I am leading a mostly regular life now. Um, and they say that I will be on um, Avocet, like my kind of chemo pills or whatever, uh, for the rest of my life uh, to try to prevent the return of cancer. But um, I definitely feel like every day is such a blessing because uh, I'm not supposed to be here. So, Well, thank you for that story. Um, many people may not be very vocal about their cancer, but you were on social media. And for me, that really touched my heart because sometimes when you hear someone going through something terrible like that, uh, I will, you know, I will pray for that person. But I noticed every time I, I, got, I would get on Facebook or something, you were singing praises, uh, you were giving updates. And for me, and probably for other people I know, that it kept me praying as well. I, I started thinking, if she's fighting this hard, I need to keep praying too. One time's not good enough. This is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And by you doing that, uh, not only did it increase my faith and uh, so forth, but it I prayed for you more often just by seeing you on there. So I think that was a great thing. Uh, I do have a question for you. Uh, what have you learned the most through this struggle about you or life in general? I, I tend to have this idea that no one understands me or, you know, the things I'm going through, all this stuff that um, no one else gets. And um, like right before we found out that I had cancer, I was, I was really struggling with depression. And um, when, when I got the diagnosis, um, first of all, I realized there are so many people battling cancer, or if they aren't battling cancer, they know someone that's battling cancer. Um, so that definitely helped me feel like, um, you know, I, I had all these people supporting me and, um, and then it was overwhelming how many people, um, were praying for us or giving us, um, you know, making us dinner or, um, sending really thoughtful cards or messages on Facebook. And um, I guess I've the main thing is I've just learned to um, find the, the good in situations and, and to be thankful for uh, just about everything. Well, what, what do you feel has helped you the most to fight back this disease? When you look back on your struggle, what do you feel like it, you can pinpoint the one thing that helped you the most? Um, honestly, uh, when I found out that I had cancer, I I kind of just shut down and um, I, I, was, I was very scared. And so there's something to be said for like making sure that you keep a positive attitude like it's not just um the medicine and chemo or radiation or whatever but but you've got to keep a positive attitude and not give up on yourself and um so I kind of shut out uh all the facts and just told myself I was going to keep living but uh Patrick my husband did uh all of the research and um 
and really helped help me keep going. And um, he found all kinds of extra um, like vegetable pills and stuff that I could take when I wasn't able to eat a whole bunch. Um, so he was so amazing during all of that. Fantastic. Sounds like you had a great support group that lifted you up in prayer and a great husband that stood beside you and did a lot of research, like you said. Well, Catherine, thanks again for sharing your story with us today. You are an inspiration for faith and hope. You know, God will never leave us nor forsake us in the good times or the bad times. And podcast subscribers, we want you to make Jesus your influencer. Thank you to all of you who have subscribed to Ear to the Ground podcast. Please continue to support our podcast by ranking us five stars and sharing our podcast with friends and family. Until next time, brothers and sisters in Christ, keep your ear to the ground.